Welcome, everybody. This is the DVM Divas podcast, episode number five. Today, our hot topic is the lack of a really centralized, cohesive network. For those of us in vet med who may need different resources or uh, different needs and, you know, trying to pull each other for what have you done? What have you used? Who have you used? We have our first guest today on our podcast, which is very exciting. We have Dr. Lindsay Bailey, who is coming to us from Illinois. Then <laughs> Melissa will have our mom win, and Maria's got our life or mom fail for the week. And I will wrap things up with our clinic hack. Join us as we go beyond the stethoscope. Welcome to DVM Divas Beyond the Stethoscope. It's no secret that the veterinary profession is dominated by women. In fact, we make up over 60% of the workforce, and that number just keeps growing. But it's not just the numbers that are growing. Our stress and frustration levels are climbing at exponential rates. Between social media challenges, public misconceptions, and the constant competition with Dr. Google, we're finding it harder and harder to be happy and fulfilled veterinary women. Because of this, depression and suicide rates are at all-time highs in our little corner of the world. And in order to help us combat these things, we need an outlet. We need a safe place where we can open up and discuss all of the issues that we are currently struggling with. So listen along as we, the DVM Divas, discuss our trials and our troubles, as well as celebrate our wins and accomplishments. And join us as we forever test the limits of what it means to be a badass woman in the veterinary industry. So, who are we? Well, I'm Melissa. I'm a Kansas State grad and have been practicing for nearly 20 years. I have a mixed animal practice with my husband and one other partner. And I'm a mom to three very busy kids. One in elementary, one in middle school, and one in high school. Hi, I'm Annie. I too am a wife and a mama and a veterinarian. I am a Washington State grad that has done a little bit of everything as far as veterinary medicine is concerned. I'm really excited to be here, share my story, and get to hear your stories as well. My name is Maria. I am a full-time small animal veterinarian and a full-time mom to two beautiful little boys. Currently, I am practicing on the East Coast after trying our luck on the Front Range in Colorado for a year. After missing our family, and of course the delicious food and the beautiful ocean, we decided to come back to Jersey, where we are finally home. Follow us on Instagram at DVMDivas. Like us on Facebook and join our group at DVMDivas Beyond the Stethoscope. Want to discuss something or interested in being a guest? Email us at admin at DVMDivas.com or comment on one of our social media profiles. We hope you will come along and leave your stethoscopes at work and join us. Laugh with us cry with us as we take this profession back from discontent. Grow with us as we remember why we ever wanted to be veterinarians in the first place. Um, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, we, Like I said, in our intro, we've got Dr. Bailey with us. I guess we can call her Lindsay because we all go by first name. So <laughs> hi, Lindsay. Hi. So excited to have you with us. Uh, we've never had a guest before, so hopefully we don't mess this, this up. <laughs> Um, so Lindsay, tell us a little bit about where you're from, how you practice, what you practice and what you've got at home. Uh, I am from Southern Illinois. Um, 
like I was telling the girls earlier when we were all meeting up is that's a definitely a big difference in Illinois. Uh, you got Northern central and Southern and yes, we're in Southern Illinois, very far from Chicago, um, about seven hours. So I practice uh, small animal uh, dogs and cats only and a very rural general practice. Um, even though my boss does dabble a lot in orthopedic surgeries, including TPLOs and back surgeries. So we do get a lot of referrals from basically every state surrounding Illinois. But mainly I do a lot of the general practice dogs and been in it for seven years, graduated in 2012. Loving it as much as we all do. <laughs> <laughs> but needing a little bit more. So here we are. Yeah. Uh, at home, um, married, been married for seven years, been with him for 14. Oh, wow. And we Aww. have two four-year-old twin girls. Fraternal, Aww. one looks like me, one looks like him. <laughs> That's awesome. And we have two dogs. We have a 10-year-old speckled uh, cattle dog mix named Oski from Oski Wow Wow. So oh. And then we have a 12-year-old uh, Irish setter named Murphy, um, named oh. after our favorite pub at the school, Murphy's Pub. That's where oh. my husband is, University of Illinois. Oh, fun. So that's oh. kind of a little gist about me. Very <laughs> cool. I don't see many Irish setters. I wish I saw more Irish setters. It's actually the rebreeding, like the red setter. Um, yeah. Huh. Done several, you know, well, I guess over 12 years ago. So he doesn't look like the typical mahogany, not mahogany, but the maroon. Red oh, setter, yeah. Or orange red. Hmm. I think I've only seen one in practice. Yeah. So I don't see very many. I don't too. see that many. Well, our topic today actually stemmed from... Uh, Lindsay's post in one of our Facebook groups that we all belong to. Um, and I guess if you don't mind, Lindsay, share with us a little bit about why you posted and kind of the gist of what you posted, just because we have some listeners that don't always, AKA my husband, um, that don't, aren't a part of that group. <laughs> I mean, just as probably we're all familiar with is, you know, we go through ups and downs in this profession. And I've recently had some personal experiences happen that kind of got me in a down and needed something more from this profession than just clinical practice. And I think it's been going on for several years. And finally, I just decided to take the plunge and reach out to lovely ladies um, of our Facebook page um, to see if anybody else had an interest in improving the well-being of the veterinary woman um, and also, you know, improving our workplace as being veterinary women. And because I feel that we have our Facebook group, but it's just very difficult to find the answers sometimes within that group. Difficult to search for it, difficult to find what we need to find. A lot of stuff gets repeated over and over again. And so it's just, I've had the idea of gathering a bunch of information, whether it's, you know, polling people or doing research or writing articles or, you know, podcasts, um, you know, lectures, things like that, but how to get it to a point where people can really access it and use it to their benefits to see that they're not alone, that they're not the only ones mm -hmm. in this profession that need this as well. And so I reached out and you guys answered the call. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, it was one of those things and we kind of briefly kind of talked about this before we hit record is that sometimes you just happen to be reading whatever it is that you're meant to be reading or you're looking at what you're meant to be looking at. And I just happened to jump on the group just for a second and the post was right there front and center. And I read it and I thought, Oh my gosh, like this, she's echoing everything that we 
are trying to do and that we want to say and that I was like, oh, no, no, listen, come talk to us because we we're doing this. We want to do this. We want to do more of this. And, you know, with the Facebook algorithms, the way they are, the odds sometimes of seeing any individual post. And I think that's part of the problem. And that's kind of what you talked about, Lindsay, is that, you know, if you don't happen to see it right then and there, it's gone. And even then, when I tagged Maria and Anne, I was like, oh, my gosh, you guys, you have to read this. And they couldn't even find it. Even at that point, they still had to scroll and scroll and scroll and search and dig. And, you know, and that's just when the group is, is that big and it's that dynamic and there's so much, so many moving parts involved in it. It is, it's easy to, for, it's easy for your comments to get followed up. It's easy for, and I, I've seen this with some other posts that um, some women have put on there and I feel so bad because, you know, they post something and for whatever reason, you know, their post doesn't get, you know, right up top, you know, and they're really reaching out and they're really struggling and they're really having something that they are wanting input on. And yet it just gets lost in the shuffle. And then it just breaks my heart when those things happen. I, so I agree that it, those groups are great. I mean, they are amazing. They have been what's brought us together. But gosh, there has to be something more than that. There has to be something with more structure that we can, we can build and that we can try to help serve our colleagues a little bit more. And I feel like, like too, Lindsay, when you were talking about maybe you're more of a lurker, you know, maybe you don't normally post things. Maybe you don't normally ask for help. And, you know, I'm kind of in that same boat. And, you know, normally for me to ask for help, like I really need help. And I needed help like yesterday. So really even today is a little bit too late. And it makes me sad that there's people out there like us that are a little bit more lurker-ish that maybe post and maybe we don't understand the algorithm and we don't put a picture with our posts. So then it, you know, completely gets buried. And I'm relying on the like two or three people that I know that are in the group to like fiendishly comment and help like boost my post up just because I need some help and maybe they can't help me, but I don't know. So I was super excited when I read your post because I was like, yes, this is what, you know, like Melissa just said, like, this is what I'm about. This is why I'm here. I don't normally talk and I don't normally say things, but dang it, get me going and you'll get in your pool. But so I was super stoked. And yeah, it always, it always gets me a little bit when somebody reposts a post because they're like, I don't know, it must have gotten lost. Yeah. And it's like something that really needs to be read yes. for them. Same here. And I feel same like here. a lot of these posts that are going through are like the same questions mm-hmm. over and over and the same issues over and over. Mm-hmm. And on Facebook, sometimes when that happens, you get like a lot of um, backlash sometimes too. Mm-hmm. So I think that forming something that not only will discuss all the concerns and the questions and the problems that people are having or women are having in the industry, but also coming up with solutions. Mm-hmm. How can we help fix this? How can we help change things? How can we help make things for the better? Because nobody's going to do it but us. Mm-hmm. And not by us. I mean, the women in the vet industry. So I think that's a big thing. And I feel like sometimes in the Facebook group, we're here for support and stuff, but it doesn't even, it doesn't always tell us like how or what we can do to help. Yeah. And one of the things that I think that we can do more of, and one of the, I think what I got out of your post, Lindsay, is that having a resources page, you know, having links of, you know, I need help with this specific situation whether it's depression, whether it's anxiety, you know, if it's some of those really, really critical mental health type issues, or if it's, I want to own a practice, but I don't know who to talk to for financing. 
I don't know where to go for business coaching. I don't, you know, it just basically having um, a collection somewhere we can collect all that information and have it available. And I guess and maybe in my mind, I'm envisioning this amazing website or something, you know, or even like an organization. I don't, I don't know what that looks like quite yet. But I, I definitely think that we we need more of it. And there are groups, and I don't want to uh, I don't want to forget or exclude that there are some groups that are already working towards some of this. There are some veterinary leadership groups. There are women veterinary leadership groups. But you know, and I see this maybe in my own community sometimes, where one group is over here doing their thing, and one group is over here doing mm-hmm. their thing, and and they may all be working towards some sort of common goal. But there's no communication between the groups. And so they end up really not helping each other at all. And I feel like even if we can just get conversations and we know what each other is doing and we know that we, we all have a common goal, we may not all be on the exact same path to get there. But you know, if I can't help you, I might know somebody who can. And being able to just be interconnected with everybody and offering mm-hmm. the support and any struggle that you're going through, I want to be, I want to be a part of something like that. I agree, Melissa. No, I think that in all these different groups that are around, whether they're doing, this is doing a podcast, this is doing a website, this is doing a Facebook group, like all these different things, they're all doing wonderful things. But I feel like if they can join together, like, you know, making, like you said, the connections with everybody, it can be so much more powerful than just, you know, one person doing one thing. Like we cannot do everything. So making sure like we have others that can definitely contribute and join and help build something with us that we can really do wonders with. Well, and I think that's, you know, we kind of mentioned it earlier when we were all visiting, but that's part of our particular group's mindset is that abundance, Mm -hmm. you know, there's enough out there for everybody and why not help each other out? You know, why not? you know, no matter what or how Lindsay decides to go about growing her idea, like we are 100% behind her. You know, we are 100% behind Melissa and her articles and Maria and her, all the things she's doing too. And why can't we be that way? And then I think a lot of us want to be that way, but we don't know how, you know, it's really compiling like, well, this is what I'm doing. Well, this is what I'm doing. And Hey, look, I'm doing this too. And then we can all talk about each other. I think it's a great, a great platform to have and a great resource for us all to have. I like the idea that, you know, compared to the Facebook group, you know, having more of a centralized, you know, cohesive network, like you said, like uh, in, in the web, in a website, you know, the website might be exactly that, you know, it's always nice. Um, you know, anytime you go to a website, you have a nice little menu tab, mm-hmm. you know, you go up to the menu tab and you can, it'll drop down and then you can have your pick of what you want to do. You want to listen to a, a podcast, you want to read a blog, you want to look up resources, um, you know, things like that. And I think that's kind of a perfect, it's probably what I had kind of had in mind for a future goal. And it's nice that you guys kind of are already starting to get that established. It's there. And, and it's nice that you've, We've got so many women already collaborating on it. It's it's nice that it's it's nice to know that you're not like the only one with the thought, you know, which I really <laughs> right. doubt it is anyway. <laughs> but, um, but it's nice to know that definitely, you know, women are getting it up and running and mm-hmm. and it seems like a, a good fit. Um, yeah. And if you look in the Facebook groups, like this is we're not the only four that think of this way. Yeah. You know, even your post Lindsay, there are so many people that are like, me, I'm in, I want part of this. Like so many people feel this the same way that we all do. 
So it's definitely something where we can we can move mountains. But it's true. There, there's so much that we can do as a, again, I don't want to sound cliche, but as a group, you know, as a sisterhood, as it's just. So I know you mentioned the sisterhood and I know we've all kind of joked about like, we're the divas, we're female, but you know, I threw up a post that we were going to start this movement and we were going to start this. And I have a a good friend who is a veterinarian, but his wife actually reached out to me and was like, you know what? It's not just you women that are asking for more time with your families. It's not just you women asking for better work-life balance. It's the dudes too. And so while I know this is our platform and, you know, we've talked about it because we all have uteruses and ovaries (laughs) and this is what we know, but I really think this is a platform for us to like, let's start here and focus here. Yeah. But I think this momentum that we're building in this culture that we're building, yeah. this community that we're building is going to benefit all of vet med, yeah. no matter what you are. It can be expanded on. Right. The next generation of veterinary medicine. I agree that it's not just women. It's mm-hmm. everyone in the industry really needs help and really needs a place to go to and someone mm-hmm. to go to and needs solutions and stuff like that. It's just good to know that we all have a common goal and there's a lot of other people that need it and have the same idea. So, you know, I think what we're doing is going to be very good in the end. We can't be everything to everybody. And that doesn't mean that we don't want to help everybody. And we have talked about this at length is like, who are we? Who are we developing our projects for? And at first, you know, it's like we, we tried to almost be everything to everyone. And you almost, it's, I think it's too hard to do that. I think you end up mm-hmm. losing, you lose your message when you try and reach out to every single person. And so what that tells me is that we need to find more people. You know, we mm-hmm. need to find all of the voices that want to be heard. And I know that there are men, I, you know, I can think of a few right now at the top of my head that are doing this. You know, they are in this sort of wellness campaign and this movement. It's not a matter of us versus them. We need to combine our efforts. I don't know exactly what it looks like yet, but I'm excited to see what it looks like. And mm-hmm. I am very excited that I, I hope that I can look back on this in a few years and say, I played a small role. I played a part in building a foundation, hopefully of something bigger and better than what we have now. Well, ladies, thank you so much for the wonderful discussion that we've just had. And I think we've all really unearthed things to Lindsay's prompt, Mm -hmm. Um, a wonderful need in this kind of new void that we're finding in our vet med lives right now. So definitely you just kind of highlighting some of the points that we talked about. There's a real need. And I think Lindsay has expressed a real desire. We don't know what that looks like yet, but for forming that source to kind of compile or give all of us a way to search and find solutions for those issues or those problems that we're really dealing with. And I'm super excited to see where this goes and how Lindsay takes it, be it a website, be it a joining us on our podcast again, or any, (laughs) (laughs) any number of other ways that we can help and love and support her. Um, But then also, you know, continuing that and supporting conversations between the different groups that are forming and, you know, kind of really starting that cohesive network of, well, I'm doing this, you're doing this, let me promote you, you promote me, and we'll all kind of work on this together. But then, you know, I think we've all talked about, especially tonight, that, you know, we are women and this is where we're starting from because this is where we know, but 
Um, really, I think this is an impact that, you know, it's one of those like pond ripple moments that, you know, we're hitting the pond right about now, but hopefully our ripple will be felt through all genders and, you know, all those investments. So anyway, um, so now I guess we'll move on. So we are going to head over to Miss Maria because I believe she has our fail for the week. So I have been really trying to take better care of myself. And by that, I mean, like eating better, you know, trying to get more exercise, not just being a lump when I come home. And my personal fail this past probably two weeks has been, I've literally done nothing. And I feel like I've been eating like crap. I haven't made sure like, like at work, I'm like, don't bother me. I'm just going to sit down. I don't even want to walk around the clinic and I don't want to do anything. So like, I feel I've been feeling like really bad because I feel like I haven't put my time into you guys as I should, nor my kids and all this stuff. And when you asked today, what would you like to do? I was like, you know what? I need to stop. I had a very bad weekend and tomorrow is going to be very stressful for me. But after that, tomorrow night, I'm going to sit down, watch 90 Day Fiance. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not going to drink wine and I am going to make myself feel better because I feel like sometimes when you eat junky food and you know I drink a lot of wine and I just want to make myself feel better and I want to lose baby weight from my almost two-year-old because I'm going to Florida in January and I think I heard that Anne was coming I'm not really sure (laughs) all right all right I'll work on it already okay (laughs) but I think sometimes we all need to really just take a seat back and be like look I've had a bad two weeks I need to just reset and take care of myself again so my life fail is that I feel like I've let myself go for two weeks and that is me admitting it and me making a change so the next time I come on this podcast I'll be like yes I fixed myself your fail will be your win next time exactly yeah. next time I better have a win seeing I'm taking care of myself yeah just want to say one thing throughout these two weeks even though I haven't been really taking care of myself I haven't gained weight so I'm really happy about that <laughs> That's a, that is a win. That's a win. We're done here. (laughs) And and podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Mic drop. Literally. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, don't do that. No, no, don't don't drop your mic. Well, we all know we've been in Maria's shoes, so I'm looking forward to hear your win. But Melissa actually does have a mom win for us <laughs> that I'm actually really nervous about is coming in my future. Okay. So I'm super stoked to hear about it. Yeah, I, we're, we're calling it a win. It is a win. It is a win. It is a win. It is a win. Um, we, I on Facebook, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> it was a rite of passage weekend. Um, I got to the privilege of bringing my 14-year-old daughter on her first purchasing trip at Victoria's Secret. Yay! So not ready. And we survived. She told me that she needed seamless underwear for her volleyball uniform. So the girls I knew in high school just didn't wear underwear. <laughs> oh, well, that's seamless. I, hey, Melissa, at least you know she's wearing underwear. <laughs> that is true. No, it was it was kind of this weird, like good, and then I was I felt like all right, this is a real mom daughter moment. Like I'm showing her how to navigate through Victoria's Secret, like. 
This is how Victoria's Secret works. You know, here's the display of all of the underwear. You know, here's the little drawers and how, here's how you find the one that you want. And here's the different styles and cuts. And I felt like that's something that a mom and a daughter should be able to do together. And we did it and it was fine. And we were kind of a team and had a, you know, a game plan in mind. But then the other, like the whole time I'm like, but I'm with my 14 year old daughter at Victoria's Secret and like there's lingerie and there's like, stuff. <laughs> just not looking over there. We're just not going to look at that, that display. <laughs> but, and then her dad found out that we get home from the shopping trip and he sees the little pink striped bag come in and he's like, Ooh, what do we get at Victoria's Secret? Your daughter's underwear. <laughs> That's going to be my house. Whole different spin on things. Totally different. Then yes. he just turned around and walked away. He's like, I, <laughs> I'm I done. I'm out. Um, I think we should do a whole podcast episode just on how to navigate that experience <laughs> for me personally. <laughs> you've got to, you've got to do it three times. I, I will only do it I, twice, but Maria can just sit there and drink and giggle at us. Yeah. Lindsay, you can join in. See for Lindsay and I, they're going to have to talk us right. through that. You can do. Yeah. yeah two, two at once for Lindsay. I, I already had an issue today that um, a, a woman whose son goes to daycare with my daughters posted how um, she and my oldest twin can't kiss in daycare. So they do air kisses back and forth to each other across the room. The boy's got game. This is the boy <laughs> that, my, that this twin tells me at least once a week that she's going to marry when she gets older. Hmm. Yeah, apparently he tells his mom the same thing, but he's, grow, he's got to grow a beard first. <laughs> At least you got time. You got some time. I told my husband this and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he just like kept walking. <laughs> but think what a cute story that'll be when they do get married and you can tell that story at their wedding reception. <laughs> so cute. Well, that's the thing, like, uh, about a year ago, like, I was get, we were getting notes sent home from daycare that my twin Ella and this boy they like kept getting into it like they were oh my gosh they were picking on each other all the time mm -hmm. well now I know why yeah mm -hmm. I got yeah <laughs> you know boy likes you and right well compared to what y'all just went through my yeah. clinic hack is a little bit silly and I've debated sharing this clinic hack because now my whole clinic's gonna know what I do so you know how you can never find a Sharpie when you need yeah. one? Yes. You can yes. never find a black Sharpie. Yeah. Or it's dried out when you do find it. Right? So my clinic hack for y'all is to um, go ahead and go buy a colored Sharpie that you may or may not ever use. I don't care. All you need is the cap. Ooh, like the yellow one? Nobody ever uses a yellow Sharpie. Yes. So I just happen to have an orange, which is what I've got, and then trade them out, right? So <laughs> you just drew on yourself. <laughs> I did. It's not the point. So now I'm going to put this little orange capped Sharpie in my box and it's going to live there forever. You know why? Because it's an orange cap. Nobody's ever going to pick it up and look underneath and realize that it's actually a black Sharpie. It's kind Until of after this launches. Right? Now my whole staff is going to know. <laughs> They are going to start screwing with you and going to change all the caps on all the Sharpies. <laughs> they are. And I'm pretty sure our... Before you start writing. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so that's my clinic hack of the week is to change out the cap on your black drawer. 
about 500 black Sharpies because we could never find them. And right now I want to go to Staples and buy like 500 (laughs) orange Sharpies. And take them and put all black caps on them and oh, throw them back in the drawer and watch all like the text go nuts. <laughs> Do it. You're welcome. Okay, now I'm gonna add on to your hack because I am really OCD about how a sharpie is properly stored. You and dry erase markers are the same way. Oh yeah. You must store them with the tips down. Yeah. Anything mm-hmm. felt tipped. Everybody at my clinic knows I will go around turning pens over because I cannot handle when their felt tips are up. Because if I pull out a dry erase board and start writing on my treatment board and it's right out, I, uh. I'm with you. So if right you there. do that then, do you go through multiple <laughs> markers to try to find the right one because they're yes. upside down and you can't see what colors they are? Yeah, no. <laughs> we, um, there for a while, there was like a okay. pink, a pink, Gray erase marker in like with the rest of them. Like, why do we even have this? Because nobody can read it. <laughs> Throw it away. Like, there is no use for this whatsoever. Of course, that's the one that you kept pulling out. Yes, it was because that's the one that was the juiciest. You know, it had like nobody uses it. Nobody ever uses it. Or a head receptionist. She did an office supply order the other day. We're like, we need more dry erase. Don't get the light colored ones. Only get dark colored ones. It's the little things, you know. They, they help keep you sane sometimes. I know. I know. I, <laughs> I only have a few OCD tendencies. That and how vet wrap is detached from the roll. You want to see me angry? You will rip it. So it's all like wonky and like bunched up. Oh, my, my partner does it like that. He rips it off of the roll and he knows that it drives me crazy. So that's why he does it. So when I pick up the, the vet wrap roll and it's just all like a mess. Oh, I get so mad. I would throw it at his head. You must cut, cut the vet, not tear the vet. You would hate working with me. <laughs> because not only do I tear the vet wrap, it's, I hang my sharpies like this. Oh, yeah. You and I would not work well together. And this is why we live in three separate time zones. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, thank you all for your fail and your win. And Lindsay, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Being our first guest guinea pig, if you will. (laughs) We really do appreciate it. And we're so excited to see what you do and how you do and how we can support you every step of the way. So, um, and thank you all that are listening for joining us on the DVM Divas podcast. Um, go ahead and we'd love to hear what you think. You can contact us on any of our social media profiles. Maria's going to have to jump in and correct me if I miss one. At DVM Divas on Twitter, at DVM Divas on Instagram. Pretty sure DVM Divas Beyond the Stethoscope on the Facebook. DVM Divas the group. <laughs> and DVM Divas the group, as well as dvmdivas.com. So any of the above, be sure to check us out. And we can't wait to hear from you or have you listen in. Go ahead and let your friends know what you're listening to. Rate, review, share, like us, and subscribe. So we'll can't wait to hear from you next week. <laughs> Until then. And we're out. <laughs> Cut me off.